So we've got our youth leader preaching this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm just thankful for this man that is always willing to say yes, that even he needs a holiday <laughs> and he needs to rest, but he, he just put up his hand when I asked him, say, Rich, will you, will you preach? And, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what the Lord has laid on your heart. And um, he's got to rent the crowd here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Family has come to watch it here. There's no pressure there. <laughs> just do your best. <laughs> um, yeah, Father, I just commit um, Richard to you. I thank you, God, that there is a man of God, that he hears your voice and that you speak to him. And I pray the words that you have laid on his heart to share with us this morning, I pray that it will fall on good, good soil, Lord, and, and that you will, um, yeah, that each one of us will encounter you in, in, in the words that he share. And we just bless him and we pray, Lord, that, that, yeah, that, you'll, that he will share with faith and that you will share with the joy of, of the Lord also as you share. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thank you, Mo. Morning, everyone. I hope you're well. Um, so this morning, I'm going to share a, a little bit of my journey and the, the things that the Lord has been doing in my life recently. Um, and if I had to put a heading on this morning's message, I would say my heading is Finding Jesus in the Field. Yeah. So we all know the scripture in Matthew uh, 13 that says the treasure in the field. And we even sang the song now from Skalk and Ingrid that's the treasure in the field. But the journey the Lord has been taking me on is actually a journey through my work experience. But, but to fully understand the story, I need to give context. So, so what I do, I work full-time for agricultural company, and we supply workers to farmers. You know, if a farmer calls me and say, listen, I need 100 people for Monday to harvest, then I say, yes, I will bring that, and I'll bring my team, and we will harvest. And that's the aim of the game. We are contractors. But with that, we work with a lot of people. A lot of time, it's a lot of unskilled people. And we also work with a lot of farmers, some difficult, some more difficult and some really difficult. Um, so, so my job is very unpredictable, and I work with a lot of people, and that is a challenge on its own. You know, people sometimes are difficult, and my day varies a lot. There's some good days, and then there's some really, really not good days, where I come home at night, and I just say, Liffy, it's clear, I'm tired. Um, so my work is very difficult, and the, the challenge the Lord has been laying in my heart is, Jesus, how do I find you in this? How do I find you in my field? And for me, it's literally a field because I go out to farm. So how do I find you, Jesus, in my field? How do I find you in my everyday life? How do I find you as I'm taking this journey with you? So I just want to say, just the disclaimer, I'm not there yet. I haven't mastered this at all. So as I'm preaching to you, I'm also preaching to myself. This is still a journey. But I want to share with you the tips that the Lord has laid on my heart for us as a congregation. And I do believe He wants to, to come and release something this morning. But let's get back to the topic. So there is four fields that I want to identify this morning, uh, finding Jesus in. So Joel, if you can put the first field up. This is a green field. As everyone can see, it is nice. Everything is growing well. All the plants are healthy. From the outside, it looks perfect. And a lot of times, our days start like this in the morning. You wake up. You have your coffee. You have your pap yet. Everything is ready. You spend time with the Lord. It is amazing. Your field is green. You hear His voice. You pray. You ticked all the boxes you can. And in this field, in the green field, it is easy to find the Lord. Because everything is going well. Am I right? 
You're in a good mood, so yes, Lord, everything is going well. My field is green. I'm excited for today. I've woken up, and let's take today. Then I get your second field. I hope you guys can see. So on, the, on my left, your right, the plants aren't growing so well. This is an Afrikaans called brakgrond. The pH of the soil isn't well. So some areas of the ground grows well, some doesn't grow well because the nutrients aren't as good in that part of the soil. And I want to say this is also in our lives, in our journeys, that yes, you wake up in the morning, everything goes well, and then the world comes in and gives you that first knock. I guess the, oh, ugh. It might be on your way driving to work, you're listening to worship music, it's lacquer, and then, oops, a guy drives in front of you. It's like, oh, chops. You just, you just sinned, or you said something bad, or you reacted in a way which is not good, because the world just entered into your, into your life. Sometimes road, road rage hits. And uh, just a quick story, I don't struggle with road rage at all, but I do like pointing people's mistakes. Now, we would be driving around, you know, like a, minding our own business, and then I would just say this random thing, yo, just imagine that guy has a blinker, huh? Just imagine that guy doesn't drive 20 in a 60 zone. Yo, that would be amazing. And I have this, this sarcastic attitude, which is not okay. I'm, I'm repenting now in front of everyone. This is not this is right. And the cool thing, so, so my wife, uh, we've been married for almost more than a year now, and they say when you get married, you become one. And the other day we were driving, and I was sitting in the passenger side, and here Leafy goes, yo, just imagine that guy has a blinker. And it's like, yo, <laughs> yes, Lord, come on. <laughs> um, but the world does come in in our everyday lives. You know, we, we wake up in the mornings, and we, we spend time with the Lord, and everything is good, but the world does come in. It might be work, it might be argument at work, it might be for friends, you're fighting, or there's a big test coming up, and the world just comes and it gives you that, that first blow. And then the third field, I want to call it the half field. As you can see, on the left-hand side, your right, things are growing well. But here on my right-hand side, the after the other half, things are not going well. You see, there's no crop producing there. And this is sometimes, you know, you've gone through your day, you've gone through your field, and things are not just getting better. Some of us, our days even start like this. You didn't sleep well. You fought with your partner the previous night. You're so full of stress and anxiety because the one half is doing good, but the other half is, oh no, it's not going well. You're one foot in the world and the other foot is with God. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling, oh no, things aren't just going like that. And I want to say that when you're on this field, it's more difficult to find the Lord here than it is with the first field that I showed. Because you're faced with so many problems, you're faced with so many challenges, that to find the Lord in this field is just so much harder than it is when things are going well. And normally, when you get to this state, when your field is in this state, your mood is also affected, you're negative. You're wishing the day would just go past. It's lunchtime now, four more hours to go, then I can go home. Then you start wishing time over. Yes, Lord, another hour has passed. Yes, we're almost there. Just get me, just get me over this. Just get me over the bump. I want to go home and I just want to forget about the day. This is the half field. Then the final field I want to show is the dry field. There's nothing growing there. There's droog. Yeah, there's the sunset, it's beautiful, but the ground itself is dry. You can see the cracks in the ground, there's no water there, there's no fruit being produced. And I want to say my days 
a lot of times end like this. I start off in a green field, full of passion, full of joy, excited, and then about five o'clock when it's time to go home, my day looks like this, like, yo, I'm done. Ex no kla, I'm tired. There's no more fruit in me left. The water is all gone. I'm just over it. And for, for some of us, this is even where we are now. For some of us, we are just dry. We can't hear the Lord's voice. We can't pray in the morning. It's difficult to read the Bible. It's difficult to chat to friends. Things aren't just going good. Everything is a challenge. Waking up is a challenge. Going to work is a challenge. Even my friends, we fight with them. Everything is just difficult. And our fields are dry. There's no fruit. There's no joy. And it's even more difficult to find Jesus in this. Because when things go bad, yo, it's difficult to find the Lord. When I'm not feeling good, yo, I don't feel like spending time with the Lord. To be honest. And, I've, and I think for a lot of us, it's like that. When you're not doing good, it's difficult to spend time with the Lord. It's difficult to pray. It's difficult to read the Bible. And most of our thoughts would be negative. It would be, yo, can this day just get over with? Can I get ice to gaan? Can I just go home? Because I'm not feeling good. My field is dry. And I want to say these four fields, somewhere in our lives, each and everyone sitting here this morning may have experienced this field somewhere in your life. You had seasons where your fields are green, where things are going well. You had seasons where the world just came and gave you a slight knock, but you're still okay. And then you had seasons where nothing is going well. You're struggling at work, with friends, with everything. Each and every one of us, we have different seasons in our lives. But I want to say this morning that how do we find Jesus in this? Is that even though Jesus is not the cause of the field, He is still in it. Okay? He is not the cause of the droogte nie, but He is in it. He is there to be found. And how do we do this? How do we find Jesus in these different stages of our lives, in these different, even moments of our days? Now, this is real for me, because many mornings I start off in a good mood, and then, yeah, by five o'clock my mood isn't that great anymore, just because of work and because of things happening around me. So the challenge for me was, how do I find Jesus in a day that is chaos? How do I find Jesus in the good and the bad? And I want to say, we need to find Jesus in His truths and His promises. And we find those truths and promises in the Bible. And yes, I know, everything is in the Bible, but it is true. We find His truths and His promises in His Word. And when things are going good and when things are going bad, we need to rely on those truths and promises. So this morning, I'm just going to share a few truths and a few promises with us, and I hope this will encourage us that when you are in the green field, you would rely on those truths. And when you are in the dry field, you would still rely on those same truths. Because what Jesus said is His Word, and His Word is truth. So the first verse I want to highlight to us, Joel, if you can put it up, it's Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And this is probably one of my favorite scriptures. And here Jesus is making an invitation. He says, come to me. Amen. Come to me. Who must come to him? All who are weary and burdened. Not just some. Not just the perfect should come to him. But all must come to him. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Jesus is giving the invitation that when things are going difficult, come to me. I will give you rest. This is a promise in the Bible. And yes, we know of this, but I want us this morning to believe in this. Not just head knowledge, but heart knowledge. When my field is dry, I need to say, Lord, yes, I'm going to come to you because I found rest in you. The next verse I want to highlight is Joshua 1 verse 9. And it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Not be weak and discouraged. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Okay? Don't be afraid of this world. Do not be discouraged. For, this is the good part, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Friends, this is a promise. God won't just say something and not do it. He promises you, be strong, be courageous because I'm with you. I will not forsake you, will not leave you. So when your fields are dry, do not worry. I am there. Be strong, be courageous. My next verse is Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And this is a great commission. And some of us, if you've been in Joshua for a while, we all know the scripture. Now go out baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I want to highlight at the end of verse 20, the, the word says, And surely, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The promise is there. Jesus is with us till the very end of age. But we know this. But we don't always believe this, especially when the going gets tough, we start forgetting. Amen? When things aren't going well, we start forgetting the truths and the promises. But God promises that I'm with you till the very end of the age. Romans 8, 38 to 39, it speaks about love. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in this world, not even the greenest of fields or the driest of fields can separate us from the love of God. He's not going to forsake us and He's never going to stop loving us. The love of God surpasses all. It covers all. Romans 5, 13. And this is actually so cool. This morning, uh, Mo had a, had a, we need to put his trust in him. Um, and this links so beautifully in with the word that Mo has felt. Is Romans 5, 13 says the following. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. As you, what in him? As you trust in him. May the God of hope as you trust in Him, fill you with joy and with peace. When the things are dry, you need joy and you need peace in your life. So you need to ask the Lord, Jesus, I put my trust in you this morning. Please fill me with your joy and your peace. Things aren't looking good for me at this moment. I'm struggling at work. I'm struggling with friends. But I need your joy this morning. I need your peace this morning. But I will only receive that if I put my full trust in you. Because I believe you are God, and I want to trust you this morning. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear. The Bible says very clearly, Do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be dismayed. Other word for dismayed is don't concern yourself. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Yet again, guys, the promise is there. Do not fear, I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with, right, with my righteous hand. Now, for a long time, I know of these verses, and I know of the promises in the, in the Bible, and, and I've read some of these verses many times. But as the Lord has taken me on this journey with work, with, with everything, He challenged me on, Yo, Richard, you know all of this. You know me, but do you really believe me? Do you really believe the promises that I can make? Do you really believe the promises in this Bible is applicable to you? And he challenged me. And like I said in the beginning, I have not mastered this anyway. There's still many times when I go home at night and I say, Liffy, I had a bad day. This is, it was rough. But I choose to believe in the promises. And I want to build my fields on your truth and your promises. I'm not going to let the world come in his many shapes and sizes and forms change my fields or change my day. Because Jesus, even though you're not the cause of all these problems, you are definitely still there. I just need to find you. So how do I find you? As I build my seeking process on your truths and your promises. Not only the truths that you, you talk about yourself, but also the truths you speak about me. The Moses shared now that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That is the truth. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Did you guys know that, that Jesus knows every hair on your body? I tried counting. There's no way I'll count all of them. Jesus knows the inside and the outside of you. The Bible says we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's identity speaking over us. We need to believe those truths. We need to believe those promises. And yet again, friends, I do believe, some of us, we know this. We know all of these fancy words. I know this. But I want us this morning to go from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. So just before I share my final verse with you, I want everyone just to quickly stand. We're going we're gonna to do action now. Okay, so if everyone can just please stand. Alois. And I want us this morning, friends, to, to, to really think about what field are we currently in? Is your field green and luscious and everything is going well and it's easy to find the Lord in this? Or is your field dry and, and there's nothing growing? You're struggling. You, you don't hear His voice. Your times with the Lord is bad. You, even you, when you're reading your Bible, you're not enjoying this. I want you to, to imagine what field are you in this very moment as you are standing here. And we're going to do a small action this morning. So in Matthew 7 verse 7, it's also probably one of my favorite verses. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door and it will be opened to you. And all three of those words, ask, seek, and knock, are action words. Amen? Ask is an action. I need to go out and do something. Seek is an action. We need to go and look. Knock is a physical thing. When you knock on someone's door, it calls us to do something, not just to wait in the dry field for better days to come. No! We need to take action. We need to take that step forward. We need to go, Lord, I want to ask you this morning, reveal yourself to me. I want to seek you in that dry field because I know you are there. 
And Lord, I want to knock on your door because where you are, I want to be. Because you sustain me. You give me strength. You will never leave me. Your love covers all. So this morning, what I want us to do, so where's Raymond? Can you quickly go? Sorry. What I want us to do this morning is that I want us to ask this morning, I want us to seek this morning, and I want us to knock this morning. And that will look different for some of us. But I want to create a space, saw me in front, that if you feel like your season is dry, and you really want to come and ask and knock and seek, that the space is here up in front this morning for you to declare, Lord, I want to seek you in my dry season. I want to seek you in the good and the bad. I want to ask that you would reveal yourself to me this morning because the Bible says if I ask, it will be given. If I seek, I will find. And if I knock on your door, you will open. And the word doesn't lie. God doesn't lie. If he says that in his word, it is truth. If he says that in his word, it is truth. God is in all fields, in all situations. We must just know how to find him. And how we find him is by believing in him, his truths, his promises that he speaks over me about himself. God is not a distant God. He is close. He's a God that saves. And He is in every season. So can I ask this morning that we would ask in your own words. I'm going to pray also, but ask in your own words, Jesus, would you reveal yourself to me in the season that I am? Ask Him, God, I've been struggling, but I want to see you. And in your own words, would you seek Him this morning? Yes, Lord, I know your truths. We've read about it this morning, but I want to see those truths happening. I want to see those promises that you speak about in the Bible happening to me personally as I'm standing here. When the Bible says you will not forsake me, I want to see that. When the Bible says, do not be afraid, I want to see that. I want to see that when there's fear and there's trembling and there's anxiety, I want to see that overcome by your grace. And in your own words, I want us to knock this morning on his door. Because he has a place for each and every one of us. So as you knock on the door, say, Lord, here I am. May I come in? And he will say, yes, my child, please come have a seat. So can we do that this morning? Can we ask? Can we seek? Can we knock? For some of us that's leaving for holiday and we're not going to be at church for a while, I think this is very, very important for us that we would be able to, to rely on him in a season where we don't have friends and family close. That we need to, to look for Him in the field.
So, Father, I want to pray, and I want to ask you this morning, would you come and reveal yourself to us? Would you come and reveal yourself in the season, in the field that I am? Jesus, this morning, we want to come and seek you. We want to see those promises, those truths that you speak about in the Bible, and there's many of them, God. But we want to see them in our lives. Father, we want to, when things get tough, we want to go to you as the invitation is there to come to you. In all seasons, we want to go to you. And Lord, this morning, as a friends, as family, we knock on your door. We say, God, here we are. We are here for you. Please, can we come in? We can't do this without you, God. Your promises and your truths are great. And this morning, we want to declare that we don't know, only know of your promises, but we believe in your promises. We want to say with absolute certainty that we believe this morning that you can do all those things that you promise. 